Hello, this is the World Economic Bulletin for Wednesday the 19th of January. Today we got the UK's inflation data for December. This reported CPI up 5.4% year-on-year on the back of a 0.5% month-on rise, which was 1.9 standard deviations above historic trends. Believe it or not, that 1.9 standard deviation deflection above trend is actually a sharp improvement from November's 38 and October's 6.3 deflections. But it's still grim enough and means that we should expect to see inflation in the UK at just under 6% in the first quarter, rising to 6.3 in the second quarter, 6.7 in the third quarter, and 6.1 in the fourth quarter. Currently, US 10-year yields are running at just 1.3%, so there's a 5.4 percentage point gap between that and where we can expect inflation to be in the fourth quarter. That's the scale of the challenge facing Bank of England. It's also the biggest gap of major economies. In the US, the gap is 3.5 percentage points. In the Eurozone, 4.8 percentage points. And in Japan, 0.3 percentage points. While there is still actually inflation premia available still in China, 1.1 percentage points, and India, 1.4 percentage points. The prospects for the rest of the developed world aren't quite as inflationary as the UK is showing. I construct a global CPI index using weighted baskets of US, Eurozone, and Northeast Asia. And the influence of Northeast Asia's relatively restrained inflation means that globally, we've probably seen the peak of year-on-year December's CPIs in December. That came in at 4.5%. And whilst there's no great likelihood of much retreat, we should expect to see this coming down very gently throughout the coming year, though coming in at under 4% only towards the very end of this year. That's what happens if the current six-month deflection against trade trends are maintained. But surely, with central banks finally waking up to the fact that inflation is here and now, surely the current deflections will be moderated. Hmm, let's think about this. Well, by December, the world and their central banks did become slightly less in the dark about inflation, with the result that this week, for the first time since the beginning of January last year, my Global Shocks and Surprises Inflation Index managed to find itself into positive territory. Inflation isn't retreating much, but right now, it seems to have lost its ability to shock us. Are we then learning to live with inflation? If so, that'd be pretty important, both psychologically and for policymaking. But there's a catch. In both November and December, a series of factors combined to moderate inflation. Let's start with the dollar. In November, it gained 0.6% against the SDR basket, and December, it gained a further 0.4%. A strengthening dollar tends to be disinflationary, not least for commodity markets. So, oil fell 7.6% in December, and after falling 3.2% in November. Natural gas prices dropped 23.8% in December after falling 8.4% in November, and the wider CRB commodities basket fell 3.9% in December after falling 0.3% in November. Now, these are sharp falls in commodity prices, and they made their impact in December's inflation results all around the world. But that's not being sustained in January. In fact, the dollar is now falling against SDR currencies again, which is an inflationary sign. And guess what? Oil prices are up 
11 and a half percent month on month. Natural gas prices are up 5.4 percent. And the CRB index is up 5.9% on the month. Those are January to December averages. So my advice would be not to get too excited that we're learning to live with inflation. I think more nasty inflation shocks could well be lurking in January and February results. Sorry about that, but that's the message for today. Uh, if you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. And of course, you can also... Uh, track me on the free Cold Water Economics Substack page. Thank you very much.